What up, people? It is Tuesday, February 11th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast, where I give my opinion on a variety of topics. You can like it, you can hate it. I'm good either way, because it's just my opinion. I wanted to start this week by talking about Donald Trump being acquitted uh, for the two charges against him in the Senate. Uh, This is not really news. We all knew that uh, the Senate was going to acquit. They were going to vote to acquit. They made that very clear prior to uh, the articles of impeachment going to the Senate. So that's not a surprise. But of course, he had to take his victory lap. And the interesting thing is, uh, now that he's acquitted, uh, what people fail to realize is acquitted does not mean that he was found innocent. Uh, just like the Mueller report didn't say he was found innocent either, but he took that as a victory lap as well. But as far as the Senate uh, acquitting him, we all knew it was going to happen. That, that's not really news. It's not a surprise uh, because he basically has them in his pocket. Um, and I think all of them, especially on the Republican side of the House, should be investigated uh, for failing to do their job. Uh, they're violating their oath of office. Uh, prior to the impeachment hearings in the Senate, they took an oath to be impartial uh, and to base their decision on impartiality. But prior to getting the articles of impeachment, they had already said they were taking their uh, cues from the White House. So we already knew what that meant. Uh, they chose not to have any witnesses. And it's just amazing how someone who claims to be innocent refuse to let the people who can prove that he's innocent or testify to that fact, um, he blocked them from testifying. So, um, again, not big news, not a surprise. He was acquitted. Also, last week was the State of the Union, which I did not watch. Uh, I did not want to see an hour and a half of lies and uh, boasting about manufactured victories he's had. Um, I saw some clips from the impeachment hearing, and let's start, I'm sorry, not the impeachment, but from the State of the Union, and I'll start with the very beginning, uh, when he was introduced, he walked to the podium, he shook, um, guess it was Mitch McConnell's hand, and um, Nancy Pelosi had her hand out to shake it, he ignored her, like the big baby he is, Uh, he gave his speech, and during the speech, from my understanding and from some of the clips, he acknowledged he likes to have these surprises. He likes to have these token blacks in the audience. Um, but he did have a Tuskegee Airman. I think he's a 100-year-old Tuskegee Airman there in the audience. And that's great. He acknowledged them. They gave him a standing ovation. But he also gave the Medal of Freedom, which is the highest civilian honor you can get, to Rush Limbaugh. So... Out of the two, the 100-year-old Tuskegee Airman and Rush Limbaugh, who deserves that particular award more? Uh, A known racist, misogynist, uh, drug abuser, drug user Rush Limbaugh, or a 100-year-old Tuskegee Airman? But he decided to give this, bestow this honor upon Rush Limbaugh, which is just ridiculous. To me, that particular honor has been 
greatly tainted uh, by being given to Rush Limbaugh. This is something that I think Mother Teresa has gotten before uh, and a lot of other highly influential people who helped shape America, who tried to do positive things for America. And Rush Limbaugh has only divided um, America, but hey, you know, he has freedom to do whatever he wants to do and he gets away with it. So no surprise there. Um, also, this fool has started his hit list now on the people who testified against him. So Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, who's a highly respected Purple Heart recipient who testified against Trump in the um, House Judiciary Committee. He was escorted out of the White House and fired from his position there. Uh, also, Ambassador Sondland, who testified against Trump, was relieved of his duties as well. Um, so now he's taking his vengeance out on his little um, hit list because he's a whiny little bitch. Um, I've never seen someone in this position who has such thin skin and is hell-bent on getting revenge on people that don't like him. It just, it makes no sense. Uh, and one of the biggest things that came out of the State of the Union address was Nancy Pelosi. And she did a boss move by at the end of his speech. She stood up and ripped his speech up. I thought it was hilarious, but the people on the right had a fit. They said that uh, she should be removed from her position as Speaker of the House because she ripped up a piece of paper. Um, that has to be one of the most ridiculous things, but I find that they get up in arms and they have this fake outrage over the smallest stuff. Uh, Don Lemon, who's a CNN TV personality, he had a couple of guests on a few weeks ago that were criticizing Trump voters, and he laughed. All he did was laugh, and they were calling for him to be kicked off the air because he laughed. And all of the stuff that this fool has done in office, um, ignoring Nancy Pelosi at the beginning of his speech, um, inciting violence at his rallies, constantly lying, all of the adultery, that's okay. And that takes me to, uh, there's a Facebook page I used to follow called Christian Today. And generally they have like, uh, inspiring stories or quotes or things of that nature uh, based on Christianity. And last week they posted an article and the title of the article was um, A Friendly Word to the Never Trumpers. And as I read the article, it talked about how whoever wrote the article um, voted for Trump in 2016 and they will vote for him again in 2020. And the basis was because Nancy Pelosi ripped up his speech. And in the article, they saying how when she ripped up that speech, she ripped up the uh, mention of the Tuskegee Airmen and the mention of the good economy and blah, blah, blah. And they thought it was such a horrible thing that she ripped up this piece of paper. And reading the comments on this post, uh, I have never seen a bunch of clueless hypocrites in my life. It's just the the difference between the way I think and the way I see some Trump supporters think. Uh, I just, I cannot grasp their mentality. 
and I've tried, but I just can't. Uh, to ignore his flaws, um, one lady commented that she's gonna vote for Trump because he's against abortion. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, he's against abortion, cool. But what about all the infidelity, the adultery, the banging of porn stars, um, the constant lying, that I've never seen anyone, especially in a position like that, never apologize for anything, ever. Ever apologize for anything. Never any admission of guilt, acknowledgement of guilt or anything, but that's okay. The fact that he even ignored Nancy Pelosi in the beginning, that's just such a baby, immature attitude that he has and him wanting to get vengeance on the people who crossed him, that's not godly. And to really think about it, what gets me is the fact that they support his stance on immigration well, if you're a follower of Christ and Jesus, um, Jesus was not born in the United States. So he would be an immigrant affected by these policies that he's implementing. But that's okay. So I'm on the right of common sense. I do consider myself a Christian. I'm not perfect by any means. Um, but I definitely seem to have a lot more tolerance than some of these other so-called Christians. That's why a lot of people are leaving the Christian faith now. Uh, it's just too hypocritical. All of these evangelicals that support Trump and, you know, even with the first lady, they talked about Michelle Obama because she wore a dress with the arm showing, that it was sleeveless. But yet, I've never seen Michelle Obama naked like I've seen the current first lady, and they call her the classiest first lady we've ever had. And she has naked pictures hugged up with some chick. I just, I don't get it. But that's the mentality. It's a cult-like mentality that I will never understand. I'm more of an independent thinker. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day. And there are some people, conservatives, that I'm friends with. And they have rational thoughts. We can have a, a rational conversation. Uh, but some people don't even know why they follow him. They don't understand his policies. They don't understand the lies. They just, whatever he says, that's what goes. They do zero research, and those are the people you cannot get to. Um, and that's his, a lot of his basic diehard fans. And that's cool. Um, I'm just ready to get this part of, of the election over with either way. But it's going to get messy between now and November. But I just, for the life of me, can't understand um, why so many people support this dude. To me, my opinion, he's a horrible dude. I can't find any redeeming qualities about him. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, moving on to the Super Bowl. Excellent game. I called it Kansas City Chiefs win. Uh, very good game. Very entertaining. Um, and the fact that Kansas City in their three playoff games came back from double digits in each game to win the Super Bowl is amazing. Uh, I just, I was happy for Andy Reid, and even though I wanted the Chiefs to win, but if San Francisco would have won, I wouldn't have been mad. I just was looking forward to a good game, and it was a very good game. Uh, kind of sad that football is over with, but I did check out the XFL over the weekend. 
and it was actually pretty good football. So uh, I think the downfall of the XFL right now is that they don't have any big names. So the viewership may be low because you don't have the superstars um, in the XFL. But I think over time they may develop some. But it was some really good football. They have some very unique uh, rules that are different than the NFL. So I'm looking forward to watching that. And it'll give me something else to do uh, on Saturdays and Sundays. I did take a trip back to the casino over the weekend. And that is just kind of my relaxing place. That's just what I like to do, go play poker. So I went and played for about five hours and it was just a very relaxing time. Lost a little money, but no big deal. Um, as long as I enjoyed myself, that's all that matters. Um, and the last thing for this week is this week's Rebel Middle Finger. I know I'm a little late on this, and this topic has been discussed hundreds of times. It's the Gail King and Lisa Leslie interview. Uh, Gail King, in my opinion, gets the Rebel Middle Finger this week because of bringing up the Kobe rape allegations again. And as I discussed on the last podcast, they're just allegations. He was not convicted of anything. So this man is dead. I just don't understand why people keep bringing this up. And it wasn't the fact that she brought it up. If she would have just asked Lisa Leslie, who is a close personal friend of Kobe's, uh, if she thinks this tarnishes his legacy, which I don't even think that was an appropriate question, but I can understand asking that. But it was just kind of the way she probed, and I felt like she was trying to get Lisa Leslie to give a specific answer. And that's what I didn't appreciate. And also what I don't appreciate about Oprah and Gail right now is that seems kind of like an attack on black men that uh, have been accused of these crimes. So, you know, they kind of went out to Bill Cosby, uh, Oprah was did the Michael Jackson finding Leaving Neverland, whatever it was, documentary last year, which Michael is dead. Why even bring that up again? Because the two uh, people she had on the show actually settled with him. So why are they talking now? And he's dead. Um, also, she was involved in a Russell Simmons documentary with some of his accusers, but. Harvey Weinstein, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Donald Trump, you don't press the people about him, about these people. You know, of course, there are pictures circulating with Oprah and Gayle, with uh, Harvey Weinstein, and, you know, you just rarely ever hear them speak out against those people. It seems like it's the black men that they're targeting. I could be wrong, but that's just how it's perceived, and I think that's how a lot of people perceive it. So, Gail. You get the rebel middle finger for bringing that up with Lisa Leslie. Um, on a side note, Gail did receive a lot of backlash and death threats. I don't agree with the death threats. I do think she deserves some of the backlash, though. But in this day and age of social media, um, people make all kinds of threats. Um, so I don't wish anything bad on her. Uh, but I just, I just hate that she even brought it up. Because I think they had a good interview. And just bringing this up at this time, once again, when this man is gone, the family is grieving, all of his friends, everyone is grieving to bring this up now. Um, and you had 20 years to bring it up before when he was alive and never pressed him on it. So why just keep talking about it now? And Lisa Leslie was a class act. Um, she just said, we should leave it in the past. You know, and 
I agree with that 100%. So in closing, the positive note for the week is do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. And that speaks volume. So do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. All right, that's it for this week. Nice and short. Until next time, peace.